It's very important to always pay attention to yourself. And I don't mean self-involved, I mean to reflect. We often talk about nurses not putting themselves first, their physical and emotional health. And you know, my hope for folks listening is that we've learned how important that is over the past year. If we're joined together around a common purpose, lots of people can come together. That's really the future. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, this is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Voice of Humana Nurses. You know, over the last year, our podcast, just like many other things, were interrupted by COVID, but we're back. Today's episode, we're going to explore human need to be heard and seen, to be respected, to value, to really finding meaning, and to truly belong. So what have we learned about ourselves during this pandemic? What have we been missing over the past year that we so long for? What do we get when we're physically around people and why does it matter to our being human? These are just some of the questions that we'll discuss with our dear friend, a colleague, a super supporter, and a member of our nursing community at Humana, Dr. B. Harris. Over the years, B. has really been instrumental in listening to, empowering, and supporting our nursing community on things like well-being, professional growth, and broadening nursing influence and, and impact. We're living in historic times, and over the past year, our nation and the world have really faced the worst public health crisis in our lifetime. Our life as we knew it before 2020 was really put on pause. With social distancing, limited gatherings, minimized contact with people outside of our own households, and limited or no travel, this time really challenged us in a lot of different ways, and it helped to surface the realization of just how important our connections to people, to other people, really are. So, B, welcome again to the Voice of Humana Nurses. I'm so happy to have you on again, and I'm excited for our dialogue today. I know that our nurses and the broader audience will be very excited to tune into this episode to hear your insights to be inspired and to be encouraged as always by your wisdom. So B, we usually like to kick off the episode by getting to know our guests a little bit. Um, you've been a guest on our podcast before and shared more than a little bit about yourself. So I think a lot of folks really know you and that's awesome. But for this conversation, and since we're talking about the journey of meaning and self-discovery during COVID, can you share with our listeners your insights, maybe some of your aha moments that you've experienced over the last year? Well, Kathy, I'm talking to you. So how can I not say I miss <laughs> seeing you in person? That's the first, of course, the first Same. feeling that I have. Thanks for having me here. Just even talking with you uh, makes me happy. I, you, you know what I always say, and everybody's used to having me say this, that I talk about how natural I am in relation to all other people. So I always use that expression, I'm a focus group of one. So what I went through, I'm sure, really mirrors what happened to a lot of people. Um, at the beginning, I was the, probably the most disturbed because all my routines were taken away from me. The, the opportunities I had to see my friends and, and hug them and taking walks outdoors, without fear, 
So I was thrown. Uh, I was thrown by that. Uh, but let me just say, look, I, I everyone knows I've, I'm a psychologist, or as I affectionately say, I'm a shrink. So if I didn't work on myself, what good would all of that practice have been? So I had to go to another place. I went to gratefulness. Um, and maybe that's a, a good start to your answer. Yeah, I, I can really relate to that. As a matter of fact, within our own team, um, we are feeling some of those um, same types of things that you described. And a couple of our team members um, really prompted us to start talking more about things on a personal level, to take the time to do that, um, to really relate as people, even though we weren't physically together, and to talk about what are we grateful for. And, you know, some days, honestly, it was harder than others <laughs> um, to identify that that, you know, what am I grateful for today? But I, I think that we as a team really bonded over that and found it helpful. And I know I certainly as an individual did as well. Yeah, I, I would, gratefulness can be sm something small. I'm grateful uh, that I'm, <laughs> because I'm not surrounded by grandchildren, uh, Kathy, as you might be. Um, so I might be, I'm grateful for what I have in my life. I'm grateful that I, it's not World War II and I don't live in Europe, right? So that's a big thing to be grateful for. So there are a lot of things in my life that I can be grateful for. And then I have, uh, I had to find another way to feel close. I didn't have that physical proximity that really matters a lot to me because I really use that as a way to feel who a person is and feel close to them. I really then have to count on my conversation. I have to allow myself to be really intimate and close in my conversations with people. Right, right. So, you know, we've all heard the saying be, we don't know what, we've, what we're missing until it's gone. And, you know, as we reflect back, it's been a year and a couple of months um, since, you know, we encountered the world of COVID and people are really starting to talk more, I think, about what they long for, what they really miss. And maybe the past year has really been a turning point um, that kind of, you know, made it clear to us that when something is taken away from us or we don't have it, um, we do realize true meaning and purpose of it in our lives. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that, B? Yeah, well, that's profound. That is actually an, a really important insight about how our brains work, uh, really, that we really um, take note of something when it's absent. Um, we guarding against loss is a big deal in people's lives. But we're also creatures of habit. We're very efficient uh, in how we live our lives. So we tend to get into routines, which of course are part of what helps us cope and deal with our lives. And sometimes we don't even take note of what it means for us. I'll give some examples. It sounds like, gee, now I can be home with my family. and But that may not be such a, a great thing for uh, us humans. It may be that the trip to, to work or the walk to work, I know, Kathy, that you, uh, when you were in Midtown, you liked that walk, right, from Penn Station to the office. For me, sometimes it was just even the trip to Louisville from Manhattan. 
um, really was a time to be reflective and to recharge and to, it was a transition period to where I was going. It really allowed me uh, a time to be used in a, in a way that uh, was very special. And that could be true for a lot of people who are commuting to work. That that transitional period from home to office was an important time and may not be understood as an important time of restoration or, uh, the, of course, we now will use the word resilience. But it's also, uh, it isn't a denial of the power of our, uh, our families or people that were, um, that were closest to in our life, but what it means to connect with other people around different interests, because we're, you know, multi-dimensioned. And so one part of us really loves talking about certain topics, or if you're a musician, but I'll speak to the word of the world of Humana, and you really like talking analytics, which of course to me sounds really absurd that anybody would love to do that. But I do love to talk philosophy and art. So finding somebody that maybe you shared your work time with that allows you to have those kinds of excursions or journeys is wonderful. And maybe you don't have that at home. Right, right. Yeah, no, I I hear you. My commute was um, <laughs> what used to be maybe an hour and a half into Manhattan or on a plane is about six steps right now. And it, it definitely was, <laughs> it definitely was a transitional time for me. So I, I love the advice to find something, find ways um, of having that shared time. Um, you know, and I think the other thing that we hear too is just, I miss being around people and you can love your family that you're fairly isolated with or your small bubbles, um, but just missing being around groups of people. Can you talk about that a little bit? Why, why does it matter to being human to have that kind of physical connection to groups? Well, that's part of our DNA. Um, and without getting into it, the history of it and how we're programmed from early development and how the origins of who we are is so tribal, close-knit groups. So clearly we, you know, we get a lot of, <laughs> I'll call it a dead drug that we talk about, oxytocin, gets triggered when you're around people that you love and you can touch because touch is a big deal. But there is something about being around large groups uh, that's why going to sports uh, events or large events where a lot of people are together and our behaviors are synchronized or we're clapping together and applauding together and laugh. You know this, Kathy, when you had your offsites for the mm -hmm. uh, Nurse Advisory Council when we're together and we're joined in laughter in an event, that has enormous psychological power for people and emotional power. Laughing together is a big deal, by the way. And I don't mean telling a joke laughing. What happens when people are sharing a certain experience or they're maybe even poking fun at one of their teammates, right? Uh, and we all chuckle together. We may not remember it during the day or, or think about it now, but it actually impacts your health. I remember yeah. it still from my youth when at one time I was a singer and 
I played the violin for many years. I loved being part of uh, a large group. And for many, maybe that's what they're missing, the their extracurricular activities, so to speak, or playing basketball together, or playing with their kids in large groups. Those activities are really important. I remember them as highly spiritual, quite honestly, or what it means to go to your church or your synagogue or be together, join together in something um, that really touches a feeling. That's in your DNA, mm -hmm. by the way. That's not just cultural. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, B, you're always so good at, at getting us to open up and talk about things that are meaningful um, to us, to take pride in who we are and what we bring to the table. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what does belonging and being connected to people mean to you to be? Oh, for me? Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> Turning the tables, big. Yeah, it's really, as you know, and you know me, Kathy, it's essentially, it's the essence uh, for me. But being connected isn't just being around people for me. So I'm not a, a big fan. I mean, to me, a horror would be, be, and this, of course, these are real life stories I'm telling you, uh, for many years where I was invited to events that could have hundreds of people in a room. That to me would be a horror to walk into that kind of event. Uh, even uh, a, a dinner party of 30 people could scare me to death. So it wasn't around being around people. It had to be intimate and personal, and I had to connect to a person in a meaningful way. And of course, it was a trick I used always, and it's a trick I always passed on to others who were scared of the same thing, had the same probably uh, fears that I did of being around large groups, because sometimes a large group, you can feel disconnected, not connected. So to me, mm -hmm. feeling connected is connected to meaning and purpose. And quite honestly, Kathy, that connects to what you asked me before, uh, how I got through this year. I just really entered further into my meaning and purpose and even why I'm still at Humana. Well, we're glad that you're here because you really have touched so many groups. Um, and we appreciate you and we appreciate how you support us. You know, B, we hear you um, talk about things like familiarity creates liking, belonging leads to developing trust. Um, and, you know, here at Humana, we've been focused um, the past few years on really thinking about nurturing this sense of belonging um, and creating a strong community, uh, clinical community of nurses. Um, things like, you know, supporting collaboration, um, recognition, ways that we appreciate one another, supporting development and growth, and, you know, ultimately really kind of creating different ways that our nurses can feel that they're engaged, that they're part of this community and broader communities, and that their voice is heard. So in your view, 
what are some key considerations that we should be thinking about as we continue to promote this sense of shared values in the workplace, um, but at the same time, really acknowledging, embracing, and celebrating our differences? Wow. Kathy, how come you gave me such an easy question? <laughs> Look, before, and, and I'm not going to even not try. I'm going to try because obviously I have a lot of thoughts about that. But I, I have to say something about you. You look, you've been emotionally generous in just our interchange now and how you're speaking about me. And uh, that means a lot. So I, I don't want to discount uh, and, and say that I'm not receiving it with good feeling. But I want to say that about what you've created with the nurse population and having them feel an identity and feeling valued. And uh, because belonging, you, there are lots of places where we feel belonging. It isn't just in one place because uh, we may have identifications as a nurse. I may feel identification because we're working on something together. I may feel uh, a sense of identification or belonging because I belong to an artist community or a book club. So there are lots of different dimensions to we, who we are. We're pretty complicated. But when we feel belonging, we feel that somebody is seeing us and valuing us. I'm allowed to be uh, myself with you. But in who myself is, is depending on which group I'm belonging to. So that's a very important part. But let me just say the other part, side of belonging that we don't tend to talk about uh, because we're so much trying to overcome the feeling of separateness now. So we're emphasizing the positive side of belonging. But, but belonging also has challenge in it. When you're sitting around a table, and nurses will feel this, uh, when they're sitting around their group uh, in a business area and they're working on something, the, the need to feel connected and, and in fact, the highest risk for anybody emotionally is to be ostracized by a group that they're connected to. Sometimes we are hesitant to speak up or having an, an opposing point of view. Uh, that's the big challenge for belonging because belonging uh, really has uh, an us-them in it. In other words, we get so identified and so proud of who we are as a group. It's like what we just went through with March Madness, that we see others as different from us and not necessarily the object of our best feeling. But there is a, a cure to that, and that's purpose. That's why um, what you've certainly experienced, because you have emphasized it so much with the nurse community, because nurses aren't all the same. Uh, we know that, you know that, because that's your world. Uh, nurses are a profession, but they're realized in a lots of different ways. Uh, but if we're joined together around a common purpose, uh, a lot of different belongings or tribes can come together. Uh, lots of people who have uh, different expressions um, and points of view uh, can come together. That's really the future. Um, and I think Humana is a good place to express it because it's very purpose-driven. Right, right. That, that was a lot. That was a lot of talking for 
a question, but it was a very complicated one. Um, because it, it was, it was not a simple <laughs> one. Yes, <laughs> but that's what you're there for for us to uh, talk about the the hard questions and the compact complex questions, and you always get us thinking. Um, and you know, as always, be um, love to chat with you. Love to you know think about the tough questions. Um, as we kind of come to a close of, of this part of our conversation, how about some tips or suggestions that you can provide for those who are listening to really reflect on themselves? Because you're always so good at making us think and making us concentrate on what's important. So, so what are some tips for our listeners that they can reflect on as they think about what it means for them um, in particular to belong? You know, I, I think what maybe I'm going to make a circle to one of the first questions you asked is it's very important to always pay attention um, to yourself. And I don't mean self involved, I mean to reflect on yourself. And in reflecting, you'll maybe even get a better understanding of those around you. But to understand, uh, all the dimensions of who you are, uh, and to understand all the different ways that uh, your gifts are uh, supporting others and uh, supporting the world. Uh, and once you have an appreciation and a better understanding of yourself, you'll maybe even uh, have a greater energy to uh, speak up for yourself in the world. Um, I guess I, where, where I'm going is that place I always go is to understand that somewhere in the world, you are really destined to have a purpose or a meaning. And maybe this was an opportunity to reflect on your life and to understand what your priorities are and how you might want to use your energy uh, going forward uh, and not just be caught up in in the river. That's yeah. not another easy, one of my also not easy answers. <laughs> yeah, well, these are, these are not easy questions and not easy answers. And, you know, I think um, probably another thing that, you know, many have learned over this past um, year is it is so important to take time to reflect and think and you've given us a lot, um, a lot of really good suggestions on, you know, when we're spending that time on ourselves um, and how we connect to purpose, how, what we need to belong and, and where we feel that we belong. Um, you know, it, lots of good, um, just food for thought. Um, and, and if nothing else, um, the blessing of the last year is that I think that we do have some additional time um, and we are learning that we need to spend it on ourselves. We often talk about nurses not putting themselves first, their physical and emotional health. And, you know, my hope for folks listening is that we've learned how important that is over the past year and uh, folks can start thinking about some of the things that we've discussed. So be as always, thank you. We could talk forever um, and we look forward to um, connecting again, hopefully in person sometime this year too, but um, connecting yes. nonetheless. 
So yeah, so I look you. forward to that. Thanks, Kathy. Yep. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Podcasts by searching the word, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd like to hear from you as well. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com and give us your comments and your suggestions about topics or people you'd like to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well.